0: Yes, yes, yes. What is good, everybody? Welcome back into Pinpointed. We got to talk week seven fantasy football news, trade news. What's going to happen to Bullseye Fives? Let's jump right in before the game starts on a Sunday. Let's check us out again. Pinpointed Sports on Insta and Pinpointed on YouTube and Spotify. We're doing a couple Spotify episodes this week and continuing on for the rest of the season So let's jump in. Let's start the bullseye five, shall we? Top five picks for week number seven, starting with Detroit at Cowboys. Who am I taking? It's Detroit plus six and a half. Yes, sir. Now, it's a little sketchy. I mean, a lot of these games this week, I'm not a big fan of. So I'm, I'm picking the ones I have the highest faith in. Cowboys minus six and a half is a lot to me. Dax coming back first game from injury with his hand. Not sure how he's going to play. Played awful week one. Maybe some say his redemption game is going to ball. He needs to. Cooper Rush played well. He's got to show everybody who he is. But the same thing I could say for the Lions. Lions coming off a bye. They had two weeks to prepare for the Cowboys. Lions are one of the high-powered offenses. Swift, Saint Brown, a lot of players back. And I think their defense, who's the worst in the NFL will play a little bit better than they have in the previous. So I just think a touchdown is too much. Just a tad too much to me. I'm taking Detroit plus six and a half. And even if you want to do a teaser on that, that might be interesting as well. Next is Falcons and Cincinnati Bengals. Falcons, look, guys, they're 6-0 and against the spread this year. I mean, come on, we got to stick with it here. We're sticking with a team that's undefeated against the spread, and they are always the underdogs. So we're going to hammer the points, and I think again they're going to—they're good enough offensively with Mariota. They're decent enough defensively to hang in. I think the ben- and the Bengals have played close games all year long, and they have struggled to overcome certain situations, just like last week, how they just barely were able to win last second against the Saints, thirty to twenty-six. So six and a half is too much for me. So I'm going to roll with the Falcons here. I know it's in Cincinnati. But I trust that the Falcons will keep this game close. The Cincinnati's going to win again. They can't afford to take another loss, being three and three. So I'm going to stick with the Falcons here. Third game now. I have this is uh, Giants-Jags. Okay, so the Jags have been extremely terrible the past couple weeks offensively. I don't know what's going on with Trevor Lawrence. He's barely completing more than ten to fifteen passes a week. In one game against the Texans and others. I mean, it's like come on, they're not playing stellar defenses here. So what the hell's going on? And the Giants are 5-1. Kind of a fluky 5-1. They've won all their close games, but you have to give props where props is due. I just think plus three is doable. I mean, the Jags have sucked. Their defense is good, but so sort of the Giants' defense is good as well. Offensively, right now, the Giants are just better than the Jags are. And I know this is in Jacksonville, but I'm going to hammer the points here. The Giants are hot. They might keep winning. I think they're going to try to keep this thing going with Daniel Jones. I think, situationally, they're one of the best teams currently right now in the NFL with Brian Dable coaching them. Saquon fell at the uh, one-yard line to keep the clock running. They've done extremely well in tight situations. Again, they've won each game by single-digit wins. you got to get props where props is due. Next, Cleveland at Baltimore. I'm going to take Baltimore minus 6.5. I'm sticking with this Baltimore train. Why? Because, again, Cleveland, Jacoby Rossett's 0-1-3 last three games, barely completing 50% of his passes. No Denzel Ward, no Miles Garrett. This whole team is in shambles. Offensive line is injured. I'm going to take the Ravens to blow out the Browns just like the Patriots did last week. Maybe it's a little bit too much. We picked the Ravens last week to cover the spread. They did not. They lost to the Giants so I think they need to bounce back, and I think they're going to come up big here at home. Seahawks at Chargers, four and a half for the Seahawks. I'm going to take the Dogs this week. The Dogs have been prevailing all season long. I think it's just they're too too talented. I think the Seahawks are too good. Gino Smith and others are going to keep this game close, and I think four and a half is just too much. This game, you might want to try to avoid and find a different one. This was my least confident one, I think. But the Seahawks, I think, have enough firepower and decent enough defensively to keep this game decently close. If not, Chargers have the chance to run away with it. But I just haven't seen it all year long. I haven't seen the fire and the big punch ability like the Bills have or other teams in the Chargers. So they've been injured all year. Keenan Allen might be coming back, so maybe that's a help. Do you trust it? I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to roll with the Seahawks. That's the Bulls I-5. We went 4-1 last week. I mean, come on now. This might be a little bit of tyranny or put some money on the line. And you know, the funny thing was, I put some teasers on some of those bets last week. And unfortunately, because of the Ravens, when I had the Ravens in each one, they fumbled the bag and all those teasers went to baloney. So I lost all those, which was stupid. A game that the Ravens should not have lost, especially given the points. Regardless, let's move on to some Other news, the biggest of the weekend is CMC. Christian McCaffrey going to the 49ers. Holy cow. Let's quickly talk about Panthers' perspective. I mean, Carolina just tanked for the first pick. There's a bunch of good quarterbacks. The guy from Tennessee, I mean, put on a show against Alabama. Probably one of the bigger arms in the nation. And ability to throw downfield. He's an interesting prospect. You got CJ Shroud, Bryce Young, and others. So many quarterbacks to choose from. Even if you don't get the first pick, you're going to have options at QB in the first three, four picks. So I'm not worried for Carolina interim head coach. Wilkes is okay doing his job. Um, They're going to go find a new coach, a young potentially good offensive coach to match with this new quarterback. That's the trend in the NFL currently. I mean, you could see it with McVeigh and others matching a young quarterback with a offensive coach, tremendous for improvement and development now, on the other side, I mean, the Panthers got, again, a second, a third, and a fourth in this year's draft, and then a fifth in the next year's draft. So plenty, plenty of draft picks. And honestly, they could even move up in the first, into the first round again if they wanted to. They have the firepower. Maybe they just go out for more depth. I mean, they have some star talent. Brian Burns, DN. You've got JC Horn, your first-round pick last year. DJ Moore, a young good receiver who just signed to a new contract. So there are pieces already there in stake. So they're just missing that quarterback. They'll need offensive line help potentially a second receiver or tight end is necessary. And then eventually you need to get another RB. So there is multiple needs in that department, but they have the draft picks to do it. And if they get the coach and quarterback, correct, man, are the Panthers in great, great spot. And as far as they also trade Robbie Anderson, decent trade, he had a fallout with Wilkes, but let's talk about the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers are getting CMC ladies and gents, I mean, this is now the best team in the NFC. And they were the second best team in the NFC, I believe, otherwise. But this definitely shoots them to the top. Why? And people are saying, well, Al, they're 3-3. 49ers are struggling. They're not playing their best. Again, guys, Trent Williams has been out. Their offensive line has been shattered. Their defense, whole defensive line, has been out. Nick Bosa hasn't been there, uh, and others. I mean, this team is just shattered with injuries. They're not the same 49ers team at the moment. I mean, they couldn't stop the Falcons last week. Their defense is shattered. They're still an injured team. That's why they're uh, the Chiefs are favored in that game this week. But think about this: they needed RB help. They have Elijah Mitchell on IR. He's okay. They have Jeff Wilson. He's okay. But what CMC does in crucial second, third down situations out of the backfield, being able to catch the ball, essentially as one of the better receivers that they even have, honestly. He's the best receiving back in football. Used to be the best back three years ago. And in red zone packages. I mean, what Shanahan does offensively is incredible. With his own blocking scheme to create room for running backs has always been chased after by different coordinators and coaches to follow that same system. And it doesn't always work because he has been using it and been created from the at West Coast offense system. And CMC just adds a huge element, a huge chess piece to this. And it's going to be interesting fantasy-wise. He's going to get a ton. He's not going to get as much volume, potentially, he did in Carolina, but he's going to get so many more opportunities and most likely... He's going to be able to build on those opportunities because not all the defenses are going to be focusing on him like they did in Carolina. He's going to get more touchdowns. He's probably going to get more yards per rush. He's probably going to get more yards per catch because you still have to talk about Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk. Huge for Jimmy G because he's a check down king. Safety blanket, essentially, along with Kittle, And now, I mean, essentially, why the 49ers gave up so much, that's why they ask, why the hell are you giving up so much you might get injured? What's going on here? Four picks. Well, you know who the other team was that was about to grab CMC? Last team in the mix was the Los Angeles Rams, who needed him badly because Akers is done. Don't know what happened to him. Henderson is not your answer. The offensive line is trash. Their offense overall is horrible. Can't get any offense going besides Cooper Cup. The Rams needed him badly. And essentially, a 49 ers said, we are not letting the Rams beat us again this year. We're not letting them take the guy that we want. So we're going to grab CMC, overpay, pay the higher price, even with the contract, and just grab him. And it's a good move. It's a risky move, but that's what you got to do in the NFL. The 49ers traded a bunch of their first round picks to get Trey Young. We're in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, almost in the Super Bowl again last year. You have to produce some results with the amount of firepower and draft picks you are giving up to make this team good. And the team's ready now. Everybody knows it. That's why there is so much turmoil and situation going on Trey Lance, because you're like, well, we can't wait for this kid to develop to bring this to a Super Bowl team. We need to win now. And that's exactly what they're doing. Now the 49ers have no first round draft pick, no second round draft pick, third, fourth. They have no draft picks. They have a couple compensatory picks from guys leaving, coaches leaving. But, and that's what they're saying. Their team is so deep that they don't need a first... I mean, they could use a first-round pick, but they would rather spend it on a quarterback for the future or like a player like CMC. They have depth. They have players at every position. They are stacked offense, stacked defense overall with players. Them and the Buffalo Bills are the most stacked teams from the AFC and the NFC, without a doubt. Way more than the Rams, way more than the Bucks. Bucks could have be a contender... Way more than the Cowboys and definitely way more than Green Bay. And this begs the question to other teams in the NFC. What are you going to do? The Rams need extra firepower. Are the Green Bay Packers going to grab something in the offseason? I mean, in the trade deadline, they need a receiver. Cobb's now on the IR. Sammy Watkins coming back. But issues arise here in the NFC. A ton to look forward to. I mean, my God, kudos to the 49ers. Let's hope CMC stays healthy. Let's see what happens week seven. Once again, thank you guys for listening. That is pinpointed where we're looking at all your favorite sports every week. Giving you little updates. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Music this podcast we posted. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Later.